This podcast contains depictions that some listeners may find distressing. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, this is Worldwide Weird. I am your host, Linda. I'm joined in the studio by my strong and silent co-host, Blackie, who is the stray cat who goes from house to house eating tapas all day and fucking napping in all our houses and just living his best life. And he does occasionally help me out with podcasts by de-stressing me and distracting me so that I can't get any work done. Today, we're going to talk about a wrestler, which is not something I'd normally go towards, but wrestling. Obviously, it's staged. It's called sports entertainment. It's not called sports. But it's quite interesting. It's got a lot of dark history in the, like, in the actual real life of it, in the real life of the wrestlers and stuff. And today, we're going to talk about one of those wrestlers who would have been a year dead last week on May 14th. Before we get to that, if you really like the podcast and you want more content, follow us on Instagram, Worldwide Weird Pod. Share this episode with your friends if you like it. Leave us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and click the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. So today we're going to talk about a wrestler called Jerome Young. His wrestling name is New Jack and he is known for being one of the most violent and extreme wrestlers of his time and probably ever. So he was born in North Carolina in Greensboro on January 3rd, 1963. He had a very difficult childhood. His father was an alcoholic, his parents didn't get on and his dad actually stabbed his mother five times in front of him and his siblings because he found out that she was having an affair. New Jack was five at the time. So five months later, she tried to leave her fa- his father, and she was actually carrying New Jack at the time, trying to get to the car, and the dad shot her in the leg, and luckily she survived. But soon after, like literally a few months later, his dad actually died of a heart attack surprisingly New Jack doesn't hate his father he doesn't seem to have anything bad to say about him he says he's a pretty cool guy his mother on the other hand is actually a totally different story he seemed to have picked up his father's contempt for her now there's no evidence that he ever laid a hand on her or anything like that but he basically just did not like her didn't really keep in touch with her didn't get on with her at all so in high school New Jack actually showed a lot of promise as a footballer but he got in with a bad crowd and he started off robbing petrol stations and sporting goods stores and then it escalated and one day him and his friends robbed a jeweler's and after the female clerk gave the money over he pistol whipped her for no reason. Now this was the 80s but luckily there were actually security cameras in the store, which wouldn't have been everywhere at the time, even in jewellers. And he served two years in prison. Now, it's said that while he was in prison, he got big into lifting weights and he was lifting 400 pounds of weights. After prison, he enrolled in Clark Atlanta University and he has as- had aspirations to be a physical education teacher um, and he secured a spot on a football team too. He actually even tried out for the Atlanta Falcons when he was there. 
Now, he dropped out of college eventually and he did go semi-pro with a football team. And one of his teammates was big into wrestling and he was training to be a wrestler with this guy called Ray Candy. Now, Ray Candy was a famous wrestler back in his day and he would actually end up being New Jack's wrestling coach. While training to be a wrestler, New Jack was allegedly a bounty hunter and he used this cover to smuggle cocaine across state lines, which could be true or it could just be a part of his like fantastic wrestling character because his wrestling character was like a bit of a bad boy. So this would make sense. And it's the only thing that he's ever said that, well, one of the few things he's said that there's no real evidence to support it. But it is a pretty cool story. But he did go to prison and all that stuff. And he was mad for cocaine. He fucking loved cocaine. Okay. So New Jack got his name from the movie New Jack City. And he started to style himself on NWA, who were a bunch of rappers. And his trainer, Ray Candy, told him something that he would strive for for his entire wrestling career. He said to him, got to create something that people have not seen before and he took this to the extremes so in the 90s a fella called Jim Cornette who was a wrestling promoter and he was very famous in the wrestling scene ran an outfit called Smoky Mountain Wrestling and this was run out of Tennessee so Jim Cornette wanted to break Atlanta and New Jack at the time was kind of wrestling locally and he just gave off this complete aura of absolute menace. Jim Cornette saw this and said he is my ticket into breaking Atlanta. So New Jack had this way of working the crowd and he just wasn't afraid to piss people off. He strived on winding the crowd up. He was a black guy in the 90s in the south and according to Jim Cornette a lot of the people that would have been at these wrestling matches were like in his words racist hillbillies so bringing someone like New Jack in was huge like he just had this way of pissing people off specifically going for pissing off white racist people which I'm totally fine with now at this time OJ Simpson's court case had been like plastered all over TV and on the news. The LA riots had happened because of the Rodney King incident and racial tension was high all over America, but especially in the South. So Jim Cornette said to New Jack, go out there and piss off some white people. His words. So New Jack was only fucking delighted to do this, right? Now again, we're in the South, okay? Hillbillies, rednecks and racists. New Jack's first Smoky Mountain Wrestling appearance was something. So he went on before his match and he said, and I quote, I'd like to send a special shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work, baby. Two less we got to worry about. Keep up the good work. Now, he didn't mean what he said, apparently, but people wanted to believe him and His character did need to stand out and my God, he was doing just that. In wrestling, whether you're liked or loathed, once people remember you, that's all that matters. Like some of the biggest wrestlers were hated 
and he was really going, I don't want to say the right way about that, but he was going the right way to draw attention and to be remembered. So New Jack was famously one half of a wrestling tag team called the Gangsters and the other half of this tag team was another black wrestler called Mustafa Saeed. They both dressed up and acted like, well Mustafa dressed up and acted just like New Jack and was just as into riling up the white racist hillbillies as New Jack was and their speeches were just shocking and none of them had been written before they did them you know it was all off the cuff new jack had a gift of the gab you can see this if you actually see any interviews with him he can just talk and talk and talk and he has no filter he just says whatever he wants so new jack did most of the talking while mustafa just sort of stood beside him and he'd agree he'd make gestures he'd pick his nose he was making faces you know he was actually, even though he wasn't doing the talking, he was just as much a part of riling the crowd up as New Jack was. Now, rumour has it, and it's it's a rumour confirmed not only by New Jack, but by a few other wrestlers of the time, that Mustafa liked smoking pencil shavings and basically shit that was grown on the street in, you know, like bits of plants that were grown on the street and stuff, fucking crazy stuff. New Jack once said this story about how he was staying in a hotel with Mustafa and they were on the road at the time doing like a wrestling thing and he got a knock on the door and Mustafa had smoked a shitload of 2B pencils before he went down, his pencil parents and basically knock on the door was like, look, Mustafa's high as a kite down there and he's fighting with the police, you need to come downstairs. So New Jack went downstairs and got outside and Mustafa was like face down with a police officer sitting on his back and Mustafa was screaming, I know you just want to fuck me. I know you want to fuck me. Everyone wants to fuck me. <laughs> so like this is just the type of stuff that, and this is just normal, you know, this was just the type of shit that he was getting up to in his spare time. And then New Jack had his own issues with drugs as well. One time to rile the crowd up, New Jack went into like a Walmart or wherever and he bought this baby born. It's like a like a baby doll thing, like baby born and a rope. And he tied a noose around the baby's neck and brought it out onto the stage. And the whole thing was that it was a white baby born and it pissed loads of people off. So Jim Cornette kept pushing them to go bigger you know and to be more outrageous he wanted them to be huge and he knew that this was his ticket he didn't care that they were hated once they were remembered so in a fight against a tag team duo called the rock and roll express new jack invited a few other black guys that he knew and made them you know got them to dress in the whole nwa style you know and loads of like big gaudy jewelry and stuff like that and the sunglasses and like Basically, in the fight, right, he wanted to recreate the Rodney King incident, but in reverse. So instead of a load of white people beating a black guy up, it was going to be the opposite. So it's going to be a load of black guys beating this white guy up. No, and nobody knew. Well, I'm sure Mustafa knew, but the promoter, Jim Cornette, like, I don't think he knew that these guys were there and they were just like in the crowd, but right at the ringside. 
And in the fight, New Jack got one of the fighters and fucked him out of the ring and told him to stay where he was. And, you know, he's not someone that you don't listen to. Like, if he tells you to do something, especially when it's scripted, you you just do it. So your man kind of got fucked out of the ring and it was just this one white guy in. And then New Jack and Mustafa call their friends over and everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? And then all of a sudden there's just loads of them and they're beating the absolute shit out of this guy. And they had like chairs. They had like batten things as well. So Smoky Mountain Wrestling got so much heat for this. You know, before it was like any publicity is good publicity. But this was just a bit too far, especially at the time. Tensions were so high and it wasn't actually doing anyone any good. You know, so the NAACP expressed that the gangsters were actually setting black people back miles and they were encouraging racism and they were spawning hate. I'm not going to repeat New Jack's response to this. It was televised. It's on YouTube. You can go look at it if you want. The gangsters are having to get police escorts from venues after matches because people were so hated. They'd be waiting outside like just fans and they'd be waiting outside with like bricks and shit. They just wanted to kill them. And New Jack said of this that he knew when he had to get police escorts from wrestling venues that he had made it. He'd done what he set out to do. He was pissing people off. People knew who he was and they fucking hated him. And that's what he wanted. Like, he really is someone that just did not give a fuck. He just didn't. After his statement to the NAACP, Smoky Mountain Wrestling actually started putting disclaimers up when the gangsters were on TV speaking. And the disclaimer said, the view of the gangsters is not those of Smoky Mountain Wrestling or the station. So it was around here that New Jack's relationship with Jim Cornette began to sour. It was actually a really good interview on YouTube of this. It's just Jim Cornette sitting in a hotel room with some other guy. I don't know who the other guy is. He's probably very famous, but I didn't know who he was. There's a knock on the door. Someone answers the door. And all of a sudden, you can just hear someone go singing that song why can't we be friends and it's new jack and he's walking in and this is fucking years after everything like i'd say it's in the like 90s or early 2000s sort of thing and he's walking in and he's like why can't we be friends and um he walks up to jim Cornette and he like gets him in a headlock jokingly and then he's hugging him and you can see jim Cornette's like <laughs> oh god please don't kill me <laughs> it's really good and then they have this big chat and they kind of they basically make up Jim Cornette actually apologizes to him and stuff um, and I'm just thinking it was probably even later than that it could have even been like to 20 2010s kind of you know um, it was it was a good while later anyway so they kind of made up which was nice back to the story in 1995 New Jack went from Smoky Mountain Wrestling to the ECW the ECW stands for Extreme Championship Wrestling and that is literally what it was the promoter, who's called Paul Heyman, is just a fucking... He's a bit of a dirtbag and an absolute character. He'd no limits. Like, to him, wrestling is is everything. And it's got to be extreme. And the more extreme, the better. And people were getting... Like, fans of wrestling at the time were becoming more bloodthirsty, you know. And they wanted a bit more violence. They were... They were sick of the rumours that it was all fake and stuff, you know. Some wrestlers who would have been on the ECW books at one point or another, be it in a full-time capacity, part-time, once-off, were 
Rob Van Dam, Terry Funk and Chris Jericho. If you're a woman and you're listening and you don't know who just Chris Jericho is, I highly recommend you Google him. He is beautiful. He's still lovely as well. He got better with age. Anyway, I'm sure Shane will cut that out when he's editing. If it makes it in, I highly recommend you go Google him. So in the 90s, there was this young wrestler called Eric Kulas, or his wrestling name, Mass Transit. He was like, that was his gimmick was that he was based off this guy in the honeymooners he was called mass like he was a bus driver as well but the name wasn't just a play on the whole bus driver thing it was also like a play on his size he was really 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 big he was like incredibly overweight and like just tall and just just huge you know like he he was just this big massive guy and he had no training or anything like that and he was fighting in these like local matches dressed as the bus driver and all with these two little people called Tiny the Terrible and his twin brother Half Nelson. So this got the attention of the ECW. They were really enthralled by the fact that this big giant of a man dressed as a bus driver was being thrown around the ring by two little people and um. They invited um, the three of them to visit Massachusetts. So Tiny the Terrible actually did say of New Jack, if you went off script with New Jack, he would punish you. And he had a lot of other things to say about New Jack. But uh, you'll see why he said that throughout the whole lot of this episode. So New Jack was meant to fight some other guy, but basically it didn't happen and... Mass Transit was told that he was going to be fighting New Jack that night. Nobody actually knew that Mass Transit was a 17-year-old kid. He'd told uh, the ECW and everyone else that he was 21. And he, like, don't forget, he had no experience around. He didn't know how to, like, catch a punch and, you know, do all the little tricks that the wrestlers do to make it not hurt so much. Um, and anyway, he went and his parents went with him as well. And before the match, Mass Transit asked New Jack, could he throw him out a ring or, you know, could he throw him onto some tables? And this is kind of a big no-no if you're in wrestling to be a new wrestler and asking, you know, like a veteran wrestler, an established wrestler, can you fuck him into a table? Can you throw him out of the ring? Like, it's, it's really not how it's done, you know, it's taboo. So... He also asked New Jack, would he cut him? So New Jack was like, yeah, I'll do that. Now, I should point out that this is a very normal part of wrestling, which is kind of fucked, but it is. They carry little, like, common razor blades, like stuff that you'd have in your house sort of thing. You know, you can pick them up in the chemist. They'd get razor blades and cut them and fashion them into, like, these little tiny blades. And they'd put them in their wristbands or you know they'd sometimes they'd hide them in their mouths which is it still baffles me like anytime I hear that I'm still trying to imagine how you would do that but anyway they do that and then during the match they might just whip it out and cut themselves or cut the other wrestler with it to to just to make themselves bleed so yeah this was actually a totally normal thing but New Jack was really, really, really pissed off with Mass Transit. Felt like he'd been completely disrespected by him. And he also didn't know he was 21. This doesn't really actually make up for any of what 
was to come next. I'm just giving you the context. So before the match, New Jack actually said to Jim Cornette, what I do tonight, people will talk about in 10 years. And here we are almost 30 years now and I'm telling you all about it. So here you go. So that day, New Jack had been high as a fucking kite for the whole day. He was notorious for snorting coke in the locker room. And he basically did a bump of coke right before he went into the ring. New Jack started beating mass transit with a crutch. And he actually had a surgical scalpel taped to a stick hidden away. He grabbed mass transit by the hair. When mass transit was on the ground, he was kind of face down. He grabbed him by the hair, lifted his head up and sliced his forehead repeatedly. This footage is available. You can watch it if you want. I don't recommend it. It's actually quite harrowing. Mass Transit's dad is screaming and losing it, you know, outside the ring, screaming for the match to stop. Ref wasn't even actually in the ring, which is something you see a lot of, unfortunately, in New Jack's matches. They're probably afraid to fucking go in. New Jack got hold of a mic then and started screaming, I hope this fat piece of shit bleeds to death because I don't give a fuck. True, he did not give a fuck. New Jack actually severed two arteries in Mass Transit's head. So I've seen you hit an artery, there's like a blood spurt. If you hit two of them, that's two blood spurts. So basically, you fucking just blood everywhere. Blood all over Mass Transit and New Jack and the ring. You know, it looked, it's scary looking. Like how, you look at it and you go, how the fuck did he survive that, you know? So security for ECW and medics eventually get into the ring and one of the security guards in an interview afterwards said he knew at the time that he was part of history. So Mass Transit, while he's getting worked on by the medics, like gives this like kind of um, weak middle finger, whether it was to New Jack or the crowd, I don't know. Um, but Mass Transit's dad had to be stopped from going into the locker room after New Jack. When New Jack found out about this, he basically said, <laughs> yeah, probably just as well he was stopped because I'd have killed him as well. Like, Sandman, who was a wrestler who fought in the match after New Jack, actually said that he made sure he bled a lot that night to try take the heat off of his friend New Jack. Mass Transit needed 50 stitches and he was left with a dent in his forehead. He suffered from depression afterwards and severe trauma and he never wrestled again. New Jack was charged with assault and battery and he was looking at five years in prison. His defence, though, said that Mass Transit actually knew what was going to happen before the match, that this is just something that wrestlers do, that it's all scripted and that he would have agreed to this. And part of a big part of the defence was the fact that Mass Transit had lied about his age. They didn't know that, you know. Paul Heyman got on the witness stand as well and he said whether it's true or false because it's highly in dispute whether he did this or not. But he said that Mass Transit's dad actually said or he actually called New Jack the N-word. And this along with, you know, agreeing to what would happen in the ring and then Mass Transit lying about his age basically was all enough to let New Jack off. So Mass Transit tried to sue New Jack in a civil case, but unfortunately he passed away in 2002 before it could be resolved. He died of complications of gastric bypass surgery. 
when New Jack was asked how he felt about hearing that Mass Transit had died, he said, I didn't give a fuck. It wasn't my fault he died. After the Mass Transit fight, New Jack continued trying to outdo himself, though. He was, at this point, he was jumping off balconies, you know, 15, 20 feet high in every fucking match. And he was doing coke every single night. Vic Grimes was an absolute giant of a man. He wasn't muscly so much as overweight, really. One wrestler, poetically put it, he was like a giant humpy humpty with arms and legs. It's a bit harsh, but uh, can actually kind of see what he means. He was just huge. He was in ECW when New Jack was there as well, and he was set to wrestle New Jack. So Vic Grimes and New Jack were wrestling on top of this 20-foot scaffold that was built over the ring, and it was wobbly as fuck because you have these two giant guys. Like, Vic Grimes was... I can't remember what height he was, but he was fucking tall, like, like really tall, like noticeably tall. The plan was that, and it was, you know, again, it's all scripted and planned out between the wrestlers and, um, you know, the promoters and all the head honchos of the wrestling outfits of what will happen in every match. And the plan for this match was that Vic Grimes would grab New Jack and throw both of them off the scaffolding. Vic Grimes hesitated and looked at New Jack and said, oh man, it's so fucking high, you know, I I don't think I can do this. And New Jack ended up kind of basically saying like, no, fuck it, like we don't fucking do this. We said we'd do this, don't fucking do this, you know. And then because of the hesitation, the results were basically disastrous. So Vic Grimes actually fell on New Jack. I think he fell on his head by the looks of it. And New Jack ended up with a cracked skull, a broken leg. He'd brain fluid leaking from his nose. He lost sight in his right eye and he suffered insomnia. He had migraines almost every single day as a result of his cracked skull. So he was also out of work for, I think, like a year just under a year so he was fucking annoyed like he was really mad and he blamed Vic Grimes on this he was also annoyed that Vic Grimes never came afterwards he never visited him in the hospital he never called to see if he was okay and more importantly he never apologized because New Jack did feel if he hadn't hesitated and he just did what they were supposed to do he could have fell the right way and he would have been fine you know we might have had a few scuffs or whatever but he fell the completely wrong way because of that hesitation so a year later they had a rematch and before the match Vic Grimes came into New Jack and apologized but I mean it was too little too late as far as New Jack was concerned so the scaffold was higher this time somewhere between like 30 and 40 feet basically nobody knew but New Jack actually had a taser in his pocket so when they went up on the scaffold, New Jack tasered Vic Grimes and then he literally threw him off the scaffold. New Jack would later say he was trying to get uh, Vic Grimes to land on the concrete outside of the ring, which would most certainly have killed him. When he fell, though, he actually fell in the ring and he bounced off the ropes and the ropes bounced him back into the ring. So his injuries were actually not that bad, thank God. But... New Jack said to Vic Grimes, while Vic Grimes is fucking lying there in the ground in the ring, we're even now. <laughs> He's a fucking psycho. So even New Jack's friends 
like his wrestling friends said that it was way too far and you know the words attempted murder were thrown around a fair bit as well so in 2003 New Jack was fighting a 72 year old wrestling veteran called Gypsy Joe Gypsy Joe was famous for basically being able to take a lot of punches and a lot of a beating without actually going down this was like his thing you know you know before the show Gypsy Joe I don't know why people do this with New Jack. You think people would have just known to maybe just not say anything to him before matches unless he says something to you. But uh, he, not in a nasty way, but in a friendly way, tried to say to New Jack that, you know, I'm a lot older than you. I could probably, you know, I could probably teach you a lot of things, like if you're willing to listen. Sure, this didn't go down well at all, though. So New Jack would actually later say when asked, was there any match you felt you went a bit too far in? He would kind of say, yeah, it was that that match with Gypsy Joe, actually. I, I think I went too far there. So basically during the match, the small enough crowd were shouting racial slurs at New Jack, which isn't fucking right at all. And this only added fuel to his anger. He was already pissed with your man Gypsy Joe having the audacity to say he could teach him anything, you know. And um, then this happened, so he beat the absolute fuck out of him. And he actually had a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire that he beat Gypsy Joe with. Hit him in the head with it and everything. He hit him with fucking chairs. Like, he, he fucking, he went to town on him. In the early 2000s, the ECW was suffering a lot of financial strain and it eventually basically dissolved it. It was gone. So in 2004, New Jack was fighting for Thunder Wrestling Federation, which was like a small independent outfit. People like the, the WWE and the WWF, which are the ones that like, you know, me and you who don't watch a lot of wrestling would know of you know we've seen you you probably saw them when you were growing up on the tv and stuff vince mcmahon and all like they're the big ones and like they just none of them would touch new jack he was a complete liability and wrestling was starting to go full circle now where where fans just didn't really see the need for the violence anymore the blood thirst was gone you know people wanted their you know people didn't want their kids watching guys getting beaten with fucking baseball bats covered in barbed wire and men getting thrown from 40 foot scaffolds and nearly dying you know so in 2004 he was fighting for this other independent wrestling outfit and a wrestler by the name of William Jason Lane or his wrestling name Hunter Red asked could he fight New Jack which sounds fucking insane after what I've just told you you know after everything that he'd done up to this point why would anyone want to step in a ring with this guy but if you fought New Jack even though New Jack no one wanted to touch him it did give you somewhat of a hard man edge like you know and it would give you recognition coming up so he wanted to fight him this guy Hunter Red though was also a little bit arrogant and a bit too cocky and according to New Jack, when they were in the middle of the dressing room talking about how their fight was going to go, Hunter Red basically got up and dismissed the whole thing and said, oh, yeah, look, do, just do whatever, fuck's sake, you know, and walked off. Again, not a fucking great idea, as we've seen before. So New Jack 
off his tits and coke again, don't forget, had this like blade that he'd taken off a claw thing, like a Wolverine claw, and he had it in his pocket. So it was basically a, a homemade knife sort of thing. And in the ring, Hunter Red was actually like kind of holding his own and he was really going for a new jack. And he had him in the corner up against the ropes and he was punching him. And New Jack just got pissed, took out the blade and stabbed him multiple times. There were about 30 people at this match. The ref like, just stood there watching. Whether he was too scared to do anything, like there's this guy with a knife, you know, he doesn't have a knife. Uh, why would he step in? Or whether he just didn't know if this was part of the show and whether it was real or not. Someone rang the police and they didn't actually say to the police this is a wrestling match. They rang the police and said there's this black guy stabbing a white guy in this hotel. So the police showed up like guns drawn and jumped on New Jack and allegedly one of the police officers who was arresting him did say to him, why do you hate white people so much? Which is just fucking wrong, like really, isn't it? Um, Again, he probably shouldn't have been stabbing people either. Like, you know, that's not great either. But uh, New Jack was brought to the cop shop and uh, Hunter Red was brought to the hospital. So New Jack was actually charged with aggravated assault and battery and he was looking at 15 years in a Florida prison at this point. So Hunter Red visited New Jack in prison and agreed to drop the charges in exchange for New Jack help and get him into one of the rig- bigger wrestling outfits through his contacts. So like... Even though he was basically, they wouldn't touch him. He knew a lot of people high up enough that he probably could get me in somewhere. But your man made him wait three weeks before he would actually go and drop the charges. So New Jack was like, fuck you. So he got out of prison and left Florida and he never spoke to your man Hunter Red again. And he never helped him. So at the age of 58 last year, May 14th, 2021, New Jack died of a heart attack and that's the end of the story by all tents and purposes he was down drugs like heavily as well throughout his life he was mad for drinking vodka he was just a party animal and I guess his heart couldn't take it anymore you know he did get married and stuff though and he had some kids but uh, there's not really much known about the relationships with them there he did have he has one child who is one of his sons is a drag queen and new jack did go on facebook a few years ago and basically slated him said some pretty horrible things that i won't repeat here but after he died um his son did come out and say actually we you know we made amends he wasn't the worst guy in the world pretty much so there you go there's some new jack for you so i got most of this stuff from this great documentary i watched called dark side of the ring it's a documentary by vice i highly recommend you watch some of the other episodes if you enjoyed this one and then new jack i mean that's just the tip of the iceberg with him he did a lot of other stuff if you just go onto youtube and search for him you'll find plenty if you want to do that to yourself uh, I would advise not eating anywhere around the time you're watching. Anyway, that's enough darkness for me. I'll be back soon with another episode. 
Thanks for listening. Bye. Baby cow going mad in a field. You make me feel so goddamn real. Baby cow going mad in a field. Growing up to be somebody's meal. Baby cow, why don't you shake that ass? And I'll reward you with some blades of grass. Baby cow going mad in a field.